Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Woo, good morning. I walked up here early enough, I got an overwhelming urge to like break dance to that. I promise you don't want to see that. (laughs) Break a hip up here. Good morning, my name is Pastor Ashley, and I'm so excited that you are here this morning for our last installment of this Restart series. Have you guys loved this series? I have too, I have too, this idea of restarting and all the different restarts that are listed in Scripture. And I, and I was wondering this morning, as I was even praying over each and every one of you, how many of you are on social media? Come on, most of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of you follow Church for All Nations on social media? Get your phones out and do it now, friends. At CFAN, C-F-A-N 253, we would love for you to follow us. But I, I got to tell you, this is a little bit of a confession this morning. Pastor JF we're married. Most of you know that, right? We co-pastor this amazing church together. And Pastor JF and I communicate via social media sometimes when we're even in the same room. Anybody? We do. It's, a, it's an additional love language. They'll be writing about it soon. No. <laughs> He will send me posts. Anybody do this with your spouses? He'll send me posts, things he loves, things he thinks are interesting, things that are beyond stupid that I have to see. You know, the really important stuff. And yesterday, he sent me a post of an individual that was proclaiming that he had heard from Jesus the actual first name of God the Father, which I thought was really interesting. I don't know, you know, for me, you know that I love to study historical context and the Jewish backgrounds and the original language. And and so I opened this post and there was this gentleman who was explaining to a group of people that he really believed that the first name of God the Father was Howard. (laughs) But you know what? He then proceeded to substantiate this with what he believed was in Scripture. He said, friends, no, 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 Jesus himself said, our Father who art in heaven, Howard be your name. Come on, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> that's pretty good. How many of you know? Oh, you're going to tell it? You're going to tell it at the office? Don't lie. You're already texting your friend. How many of you know what we know and what we think we know can sometimes be different? And how many of you know it matters? <laughs> Amen? What we know. Well, this morning we are going to unpack some of what we unpacked at Women's Bible Study on Thursday. And yeah, it was an amazing time. And, but we want to dive into this idea of re- the restart of baptism. The restart of baptism. But we can't just stop there because what I want you to leave here today understanding is that there are multiple types of baptisms mentioned in Scripture. 
And this morning, we are going to unpack three different types of baptisms that I believe is found so clearly in Scripture for each and every one of us. And first, though, on the basis of it mattering what we understand, I want to make sure that everybody knows what baptism even means. And so if you're taking notes... The title of the sermon is The Restart of Baptism, but we're going to start unpacking the definition of baptism. If you define baptism, it literally means to be immersed in something. What does it mean to be baptized? It means to be immersed. And so I want that understanding to stay at the forefront of your mind here this morning because that's going to matter as we go through all three of these baptisms. And the first baptism that I want to articulate to you this morning that I believe is found in Scripture and that is our very first step of our spiritual journey in following the Lord. Our very first baptism is the baptism into the body of Christ. The baptism into the body of Christ. And if you're taking extra notes, how many of you know I'm a little bit extra? (laughs) Then right underneath that, this is salvation. This is what it means to be saved, to accept Jesus as your Savior. It is to be baptized into the body of Christ. Well, Pastor Ashley, why would you use that terminology? Why wouldn't you just say to get saved? Well, there's some clarity that I think Scripture provides for us. The reason it's called being baptized into Christ is because it's not just about religion. It's not just about going to church. It's not about reading your Bible alone. It is about being fully immersed baptized, immersed, being fully immersed into a relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's being baptized into the body of Christ. And we see this in scripture. Look with me at 1 Corinthians 12. The first part of verse 13 says, for by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, meaning the family of believers, meaning the church into Jesus Christ. Look in Galatians 3 as well. In verse 26, it says, so in Christ Jesus, you are all the children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. It's not just a meeting Jesus, it is allowing him to envelop us. It's allowing him to now clothe us with his righteousness. What does that mean? It means when God the Father looks at Ashley, he doesn't see Ashley's filth. He sees the righteousness, the holiness of everything that Jesus is. Why? Because I am immersed in him immersed into the body of Christ. And I want you to see that difference there. It is the first step in your spiritual journey. And we see this with the disciples as well. Look with me. I have lots of scripture for you this morning. John 20. We're going to start there, but I want you to understand what's just happened. Jesus has already gone to the cross 
He was crucified. He rose again. He's now back on earth in his glorified body for 40 days. And he's showing all of his followers, hey, this is really me. This is really me. And this is what I did for you and helping them understand the kingdom that he's desiring to build. In verse 19, John 20, starting in verse 19, Scripture says, On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Don't you love details in Scripture? So here they are. They've gathered together for a meal. They've locked the doors because the Jewish leaders are after them. So they've locked all the doors and then look what happens. Why? Because Jesus is in his glorified body so he can do this. Look, then Jesus came, he just appeared and stood among them. And in exactly the way that if you had all that, the doors in your house locked and all of a sudden somebody just appeared in your house, they'd also have to say to you, peace be still. I'm funnier than y'all are letting off. I'm just telling you. Verse 20, and after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed. They're losing their minds. This is Jesus. He's there with them. And he says again, whoa, chill out. Peace be still, right? Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. You have an assignment. You have a purpose, Verse 22, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, friends, I believe in that moment that the disciples got saved. Whoa, 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 wait. Pastor Ashley, they've been following Jesus for years. Yes, but Jesus had just gone to the cross and paid for their sins. Previously, they were under the old covenant. And so they had to receive their salvation in that moment. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit of God enters each and every one of them. In the exact same way that when you say yes to Jesus, we know according to scripture, his Holy Spirit comes inside of you in that instant. Look at Luke 24. This is the exact same situation, the exact same event. Most of you know this, but in case you don't, if you look at Scripture, primarily the New Testament, there are multiple letters recounting the exact same event. You'll you'll find the exact same events found multiple times. And what I love to do is take them and put them side by side and in the exact same way that if JF is right here experiencing a situation and I'm right here and we both see the exact situation, how many of you know our accounts of that situation are gonna be different? Because we have different personalities. We see different things. I notice all the details. (laughs) Not that he doesn't. Of course, I love you, babe. Luke 24, exact same account. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself appeared, right? He stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Same detail, see, same story. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. And then just like in the other story, if you go and read the entirety of the passage, you'll see Jesus shows them his hands, his side. Verse 49, 
And then Jesus says, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Why am I showing you this this morning? I need you to see the future tense here. Because while in that instant, in that event, when they accepted the Lord, they're baptized into a relationship with Jesus, the body of Christ, their salvation, while they received the Holy Spirit inside of them in that moment, Jesus himself in a different account of the exact same story said, okay, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, but I need for you to wait right here in Jerusalem. I need for you to go to Jerusalem and wait until you receive power because there is more. There is more. The power in understanding that. And I want to go to Acts. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. Again, same event. More details. Scripture says, After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak of. For John baptized with water. John immersed you in water, but in a few days you will be immersed with the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you now, but in a few days, you'll be immersed in Him. And the second baptism I wanna talk about is exactly what Scripture is talking about that John did. The second, the first one is baptized into the body of Christ. And the second is baptism in water. And if you're taking those extra notes, that will help you understand in the future. Maybe you put beside this, this is a public symbol and declaration. Being baptized in water. Friends, I wanna clear something up for you. You do not have to be baptized in water to be saved. You don't. Jesus alone took care of your salvation. It is a free gift. All you have to do is receive it and your eternity is secure. But Jesus does command us to be baptized. And I love how powerful that picture is because while being baptized into the body of Christ, salvation is the first step, this is another step. This is another step that is so important to the Lord. And we're gonna look at exactly why, but I wanna look at Acts 2, verse 41. Scripture says those who accepted Jesus' message, they were baptized. And in fact, in the New Testament, we see 27 times people got baptized and got saved, baptized into the body of Christ. And then immediately they got baptized in water as that public symbol, as that public declaration. And I can hear what's going on in your head right now. Yeah, but Pastor Ashley, you said... You don't have to be water baptized to be saved. So is it really necessary? And I want to explain it to you in this way. We at Church for All Nations believe that your salvation 
You're accepting Jesus and being immersed into that baptism, being immersed into the body of Christ, that relationship with Him. We believe it is 100% a private decision. That's why at the end of this service, I will give you an opportunity to receive Him, to accept His salvation that He's already taken care of. And you'll do that as as you sit in your seat. I won't call you forward. I won't make you say some sort of public prayer. Why? Because salvation is a private decision. It's a private decision that the Lord desires for you to eventually take public. And that's also why today at the end of service, we will have in the back of the auditorium signups for water baptism. Because while it is very much a private decision, we believe that God desperately desires for you to take it public. Let me, let me explain it to you this way. And I need for you to know that there's power in that. There's power in actually taking it public and making it known. This ring that I'm wearing, this ring is a symbol of my marriage to Pastor JF. But this ring does not make me married to him. What makes me married to him is the commitment that we've made to God and to each other. That's what makes me married to him. This ring is a public declaration that he put a ring on it. Hello, Beyonce. (laughs) It's a public declaration, friends. And it matters. It matters not only to your walk with the Lord, but it matters to the Lord. And I love how powerful Scripture is. Jesus said it exactly like this. Matthew 10 He said, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. I didn't say it. And some of you know what it's like to be in a relationship with someone who, oh, let's just keep it private. Let's don't tell anybody the fact that, you know, I love you. Some of y'all are that person. Hello. (laughs) I love you, but let's don't tell anybody. The Lord desires for you in your time to come to a place where that very private decision to be immersed in Him is now taken public. And next Sunday, during both worship services, we are going to celebrate with our friends that make those decisions. And they're gonna be baptized and it's gonna be so incredible. And it's one of my favorite times in the same way that I love celebrating at weddings. This is one of those symbols that I love celebrating because it matters. It's a public declaration. So the first one, baptism into the body of Christ. The second one is that very public baptism in water. And the third one, as the band comes back, is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And if you're taking notes, maybe you want to write underneath it, this is His power. This is His power. 
Now, if you remember, we read in Scripture, it's very clear that each and every one of the disciples, when they accepted the Lord as their Savior, they already had a relationship with Him, but because He went to the cross, they now were able to receive salvation. And as they accepted Him as their Savior, he, they, each one received the Holy Spirit inside of them. But this is very different. This is that idea of being immersed in the Holy Spirit. And I wanna show it to you in a very visual way. This helps me. Being able to see pictures in Scripture helps me personally. Let's say that this water, water represents the Holy Spirit. So when you say yes to Jesus, yes to being baptized into a relationship with Him, Scripture tells us that His Holy Spirit immediately comes inside of you. His Holy Spirit fills you inside and you now have His Spirit on the inside of you. But what I want you to see that is different about the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that while this is the Holy Spirit inside of us, it is not immersion. It is not being baptized into the Holy Spirit. That, friends, is very different. And the way I love to picture it is if this is what it looks like for the Holy Spirit to be inside of us, then when we decide to ask the Lord for His baptism of His Holy Spirit and His power in that moment, we now go inside of Him. Now He, He envelops us. We are now immersed in all things Holy Spirit. Instead of Him just being on the inside of us, we are inside of Him. And the power of that, friends, is more than you can actually imagine. We see all three of these baptisms in Acts. Look with me at Acts 8. Starting in verse 5, Scripture says, Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. Verse 12, when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus. Okay, so they believed. So they, they've now been immersed in that relationship with Jesus. So that's the first one. Then they were baptized in water, both men and women. That's the second one. Now look down at verse 14. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers. They're already believers. They've already been baptized. They prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet immersed them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So what happens? Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received that immersion in the Holy Spirit. Here's what I want you to see. The first baptism, the real crucial one, that first one is the only one that has only eternal purpose, right? It has eternal and earthly purpose as well, but that's the one with the eternal purpose. The other two, they serve earthly purposes. That baptism in water serves as a declaration, not only for you, but for everyone around you to now know that He put a ring on it, right? And the second one, friends, is for an earthly purpose. Well, what do you mean, Pastor Ashley? I mean, isn't it spiritual? Yeah, yeah. 
Remember when Jesus said, I am sending you? Friends, you have an assignment. As a follower of Jesus, immersed in a relationship with Him, there is more. He has an assignment for you. And for you to do that assignment in the fullness that He desires, you need His power. You need His baptism. And I know some of you have been taught something very different. But friends, I wanna encourage you, look in Scripture. Don't confuse somebody else's weird packaging of the Holy Spirit with who He is. See Him for who He is. 1 John chapter 5, verses 7 and 8 says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. I love this. There are also three that bear witness here on earth, the earthly purpose. The Spirit, the water, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit being immersed in Him, the water, the baptism that we're gonna do on Sunday, that public declaration, and the blood of Jesus. The three baptisms. And these three agree as one in that relationship with the Lord. Baptism in the body of Christ, baptism in water, and baptism in the Holy Spirit. I wanna close with reading some passages of a prophetic word found in Ezekiel. And for me, this prophecy articulates this spiritual journey that each and every one of us are on myself included I am on a spiritual journey there is still more in Jesus name so much more that the Lord has for me here and now and he has so much more for you and in this passage this perfect scripture we see the power of what he has look with me Ezekiel 47 verse 3 this prophetic vision, this this word that articulates our spiritual journey. Scripture says, a man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand and he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. Some of you are in that ankle deep water right now. You've said yes to Jesus You've said yes to that relationship with Him. And I gotta tell you, your salvation is secure. You're ankle deep, right? But there's more. There's so much more. And so maybe you're in that ankle deep water right now and and you're wondering, okay, well, what does that look like? Look at verse four. Then... This man measured off another thousand cubits and he led me through water that was knee deep, knee deep. And maybe some of you walked into that knee deep water this morning. Maybe you've been in a relationship with the Lord, but this morning you entered into worship and man, you were feeling Pastor Jordan singing that one song. So you went, and maybe, maybe that's your knee deep. Put it back down before anybody sees me. Another step 
in your spiritual journey. Why? Because there's more. Maybe some of you, that knee deep is filling out the connect card for the first time. Why? Because he's leading you on that spiritual journey. And there's more. But look, it doesn't stop there. The next passage, he measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. Up to the waist now. So maybe, maybe he's leading you into waist deep. And maybe that next step on your spiritual journey this morning, maybe that's walking out into the lobby in just a little bit and looking at the various dream teams. Maybe it's signing up for water baptism this morning so that next week you can make that public declaration. And it's waist deep. But I want you to see something in this picture. All three of those steps... The individual is wet in all of them, but they're still very much in control of where they're going. Their feet are still very much on the ground, even though they're in the water. But friends, there's more. There's more. And what I want to show you is something that I have to be honest is not my favorite thing about God. It's not. Because what I find in a relationship with the Lord as He is calling me to more, it always requires a leap of faith. It always requires me jumping into something that I don't necessarily know everything about. It requires me relinquishing that control for me to go further. There is more. Ezekiel 47 verse 5 he measured off another thousand but now it was a river that I could not cross I want you to I want you to see that imagery because when we talk about baptism in the Holy Spirit I want you to understand that is not a destination it is not a river you're supposed to cross and be like "Woo! I arrived I have all of him no no, no it's continual It's that river that continues to flow, that river that continues to guide you and take you. Every part of who He is is that continual baptizing you, that continual covering, that continual immersion in everything that He is. Now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and it was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. And friends, if you go home today and read the rest of that passage, you will find that in this river that God is calling us to, it's teeming with life. It's teeming with life. And everywhere that it flows, those salty places of death, it now brings fresh life to. And everything around it now starts to spring into life and to grow and to bud and to bear fruit. And friends, you can stay in the ankle deep. You will still go to heaven. God still loves you exactly the same, but that river is teeming with life. And you won't experience that life until you let go and you jump into His river, into that immersion that He is calling you to. And I wanna end with explaining it in the way that one of my favorite teachers explained it to me. Baptism in the Holy Spirit, immersion in His power and who He is, doesn't make me better than you. It makes me better than me.
I need His power, friends. I need His power to do everything that He's called me to do. You need His power to do everything that He's called you to do. Peter himself couldn't even say that he was a follower of Jesus to a little girl. And then days later is standing before 3,000 proclaiming his name. And the only thing that happened to him to separate those experiences is that he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Power, boldness that you need to lead your everyday life. Bow your heads, I wanna pray for you. Lord, you see these hands. You know our hearts, Lord. We thank you that you are the God that has so much more for us. And the way we know that there's more is because we're breathing right now. We have breath in our lungs, so you still have more for us. So Lord, right now, I just pray that each individual here, not knowing what the river feels like, to touch its shoulders or none of those things that we'll just jump anyway. Lord, that we'll jump into everything that you have for us, God. I pray that you would help us to trust you with these new levels, Lord, that you are calling us to. We thank you for it. We thank you that you are a God of so much more than we could dream. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, amen. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.